And then she yelled, I have the high ground, Anakin. And then she pulled back and my arm. That's the biggest lie I've ever against heard. the radiator and it burned to a crisp. Look, I've always wanted to be in Star Wars and I got my wish. Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. And there is no oil in the kitchen. Oh <laughs> end of story. End of story. And this, this is, virus is not driving us crazy. It is now the end of April at the time you are listening to this. And we have not lost our minds. I promise. You, not I, at all. I mean, you can't tell the future all the way, though. <laughs> so I have a story to tell. Uh, it's about how my arm almost got Anakin'd off the other day. <laughs> tell Ryan is Trying a baby because he doesn't recognize his own, where his own arm is. <laughs> so he wants to blame someone else. And my arm got backed into a radiator. Oof, Let me um, rephrase that the arm got backed into a radiator as he was pulling it back himself. No, you pulled back from the hug. Pulled back from the <laughs> hug because your arm touched the radiator. <laughs> yeah, and I, I yelled out because And so my your arm... <laughs> arm had touched the radiator before I backed out. I was sitting at our table, which is literally right next to the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> right there where the great <laughs> and Rachel came to give me a hug and then she yelled I have the high ground Anakin and then she pulled back <laughs> and my arm spilled against the radiator that's the biggest lie I've ever heard you came to me afterwards I felt so bad even though it was your arm and the fact that you did this to yourself and then blame me um, I felt so bad even <laughs> though it was your um, arm <laughs> No, 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 no. You had pulled your arm back. You did it. And then I pulled back from the hug after you burned yourself. And I still felt bad right. for it. <laughs> does your arm have sweet grill marks now, though? Does it look like a whopper? It does. You it's, know, it's an impossible whopper right now. That's okay. And then he said, Rachel, it was like you had the high ground there. <laughs> yeah. And then I repeated this whole Star Wars analogy once before. Hey, look, I've always wanted to be in Star Wars and I got my wish. It was just well, the wrong wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When our planet explodes like Alderaan. Oh, uh, God. The prophecy will be complete. Oof. <laughs> so how's everyone else doing? I'm just, you know, anxious about the world. <laughs> Nothing new. As it goes. Just put on that fake smile and do your best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, stay safe out there, people. <laughs> Let's get to some trivia, shall we? Uh, this is the very 42nd ever episode. And as we know, that means that this episode right here is the meaning of life. <laughs> oh, I should have planned for that. Oh, man. <laughs> this is another round robin game where all four of us bring our own round of trivia for the other three to answer and we will start uh this first round with stew Alrighty, uh my round is called a taste of music uh it's kind of a spin on a previous round that i had done what is required is to name a band or artist followed by a food item uh maybe not followed by but a band or artist and a food item uh, it will be the full title of the band, uh, and it will play or fall properly into uh, the food item. <laughs> Led Zeppelin hot dogs? Are Zeppelin I mean, hot dogs a thing? Kind of, yeah. It would that's be like a, That's a good... So there's before and after, which is like they share the middle word, and then there's like the rhyme 
just give it away now. Think of a think of a give of a away, food give band give and away. give it away now. <laughs> cool. Uh, so yeah. So again, my round name is a taste of music, and we'll start it off uh, with question number one. They bear no flowers, but these crispy green vegetables are a taste that you have once in a lifetime. You'd have to be a psycho killer to pass this up. Oh boy. I'll I'll give it to you. Yeah, talking heads of lettuce. They're uh yeah, it's it might be a little difficult. <laughs> uh they bear no flowers, but these crispy green vegetables are a taste that you have a once green, in a lifetime. I probably could, yeah. Uh you'd have to be a psycho green. killer to pass this one up. So yeah, the the questions will have hints by their most popular songs or albums in it, um, as well as hints to whatever the food item is as well. Uh, so I can, am woeful on the talking heads. I do not know enough about them. Love the I only knew Psycho Killer. So, but like Once in a Lifetime uh, is one of their uh, big ones. And yeah. then, got it. Yeah. And question number two In one hot minute, you can spice up your pizza by adding this dried spice and some blood, sugar, sex, and magic. R- Ryan. Man. I know it? the. Uh, that's not how this pizza, works. Pizza, uh, Tostino's big red hot chili peppers. No, it's close. <laughs> what? Where did the pizza pepper come from? You put a, Dried you spice. Put pepper spice. Wow. That you put on pizza. Yeah, the red yeah, pepper, pepper flakes. Red. That's a good. You one. love those Thank on you. your pizza. <laughs> I do. I was trying to think of one minute pizza name. I was trying to think of like fast oh. oven ready pizzas. Uh, one hot minute is a red hot chili pepper song. It's uh. one of the most popular. <laughs> Uh, and we'll move on to question number three I'm simply overjoyed isn't it lovely that this comes pre-sliced don't be superstitious though it lasts forever in the pantry uh (laughs) (laughs) nice job I was also thinking pizza with pre-sliced oh man (laughs) maybe I'm just really hungry for pizza right now maybe maybe you could order some but I don't know if it can happen Uh, question number four You'll lose yourself in the decadency of these, and you'll keep dunking them in milk till you collapse. Rachel? Rachel. M&M Oreos? Uh, M&M cookies. I'll give it to you. It's kind okay. of a stretch. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I had M&M. I was trying to think of like M&M Dunkin' Donut. What? Yeah. Well, everyone talks I, about dunking Oreos in milk. I don't do it, but like... You're not wrong, but I wouldn't consider it a pinnacle. They're fully like, if, I just feel like I'm eating vegetable shortening rolled in sugar. Yeah, humanity. Alrighty, that is two points to Rachel there, and we'll move on to question number five. This almond-filled Ursa Major pastry is the perfect way to wake up and watch the Pachuca sunrise while walking down the Deglo Vista Road. Oh my god, uh... I'm the only one who knows this. You might be. I know them all. Oh, God. Can you repeat it again? Or at least the first part? This almond-filled Ursa Major pastry is the perfect way to wake up and watch the Pachuca sunrise. Ryan. Ryan. I'm not sure on the almond-filled part, but this would be minus the bear claws. It is. <laughs> bear claws are normally almond-filled. Oh. Yeah, they're, like, they're normally topped with almond slices, and like they have an almond paste inside. Well done. I wasn't sure if anybody was going to get that or not, but it's minus the bear is one of my favorite bands. Minus the bear is one of 
Yes, I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Dude, it's sweet. I saw them a year or two ago on their oh. farewell tour in uh, House of Blues. My, friend, my friends did too. Oh, I'm just, I was super jealous. I love Minus the Bear. So good. So stinking good. We'll have to nerd out about that sometime. Yeah, Pachucha Sunrise is one of my favorite songs. It's Yeah, it's one of mine too. <laughs> Two points to Ryan. <laughs> he leaves this apartment. Ryan can't come back in until this virus is gone. Yeah. So FYI. <laughs> Let's talk about cider. Look out, there's oil on the floor when you walk in. Seriously. Apparently, apparently. I haven't felt it. Traps the virus. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, two points to Ryan there, and we'll move on to question number six. Wouldn't it be nice to enjoy this perfect summer drink filled with peach snops on the beach of Kokomo? Mm. All right, Ryan. Ryan. Is this, <laughs> is this sex on the beach, boys? It is. <laughs> well done. I'm that listening. <laughs> it was such a ridiculous title, and it just worked perfectly. Um, I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> That is two points to Ryan there and ends the round. Okay, <laughs> guys. I guess That's it's amazing. my round. My round is uh, pretty timely. Um, we're going to talk about plagues and ap- epidemics in the past. So this is all. Every answer is going to be a um, number, and we're going to do this lightning round style. I'm going to ask the question, and then I'm going to go in a row ask everyone. Um, whoever is the closest wins the points. Sweet. Oh, boy. Okay. What percentage of the European population died as a result of the Black Death from 1331 to 1353? Okay. Ryan. 23%. Yes, do. 43%. It actually was 60% of the European population died, and an estimated over 50% of the world population died as a result wow. of that particular oh plague. So it always could be worse. That didn't come along for like four to five hundred more years. Oh no! Thankfully, now uh, the we amount do our best. of the amount of plague and disease that can be thwarted by uh, washing your hands and having a shower. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, also lye and fats. You know, animal fat to make soap. That's yep. part of it too. Question number two. How many millions of people died in the 1520 smallpox outbreak in Mexico brought and caused by the conquistadors? How many millions? Ryan, how many millions? Ryan. Uh, 16 million. Okay. Stu? 8 million. Okay. Mark? It was right about 5 million. Wow. Um, this was a very large portion of the population in Mexico. At this time. So fun stuff. Fun stuff. Plagues are fun, aren't they? As we're all quarantined at home. Um, Question number three. What percentage of the Japanese population died in the Japanese smallpox outbreak epidemic from 735 to 737? Stu. I'm going to say 39%. Okay. Ryan. I also wrote 23%. <laughs> well, congratulations. It is 33%, making uh, Stu the closest. Sweet. Not sweet that 33% of the population died, but uh, <laughs> I'll take the points. The amount of epidemics once we had things for smallpox really uh, 
Smallpox was the really big one that really disappeared, at least on the looks of the lists I was looking at. There's a lot of early on plagues that are kind of unknown in origin, like of what disease actually caused them. But uh, yeah, smallpox, once we kind of got a handle on that, the um, number of people that die just drops drastically. Wow. Vaccinations, huh? Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't say. That brings us to some really fun history questions. This particular question of requires you to know a little bit about uh, U.S. populations and cities early on. So I hope you guys have all studied up on that. Um, the 1793 um, epidemic of yellow fever in Philadelphia recorded how many deaths from August 1st to November 9th, 1793, though the number was likely higher. Ryan. 700,000. Stu. Are you, this, this says 1700s, guys. I was going to say like 5,000. Yeah, uh, Stu's got the right mindset <laughs> because uh, the recorded deaths was 4,044, which was a huge percentage of Philadelphia's 50,000 person population. Oh, yeah. Although I did hear a really good uh, anecdote just recently about uh, of the whole flatten the curve thing and why it's important. And at that time, it was Philadelphia and St. Louis were like the two major cities, and they both went about staving off a giant disease in two different ways philadelphia by doing nothing and st louis by actually doing something and it made a big difference yeah Yeah. question number five so questions number five and six both have the same topic but different answers of course the 1918 spanish flu pandemic remains one of the most deadly pandemics in recent history from january 1918 to december 1920 how many people did it affect worldwide based on recent estimates? Ryan. Uh, 400,000. Uh, Stu. 46 million. Stu also gets this one. It, um, rec- it, recent estimates have it affecting um, 500 million people. Oh, wow. <laughs> of which roughly, I think actually 46 might be right. I'd have to look it up. I think like 46 million are supposed to have died. Like it was a huge percentage population got it. Right. Um, so. Dude. Oh boy. I do like the video for the fact, Brian, watching your face change as the other people answered. <laughs> <laughs> I, estimates are not my game. Which is why you like to ask us them. So on that note, several of the Pacific islands were hit particularly hard by the 1918 epidemic. Western Samoa, in particular, suffered greatly. 90% of the population was infected. 30% of adult men, 22% of adult women, and what percentage of children died at the hands of the virus, which disproportionately affected young adults, contrary to many historic and recent epidemics? So what percentage of children in Western Samoa died as a result of the 1918 wow. Spanish flu? Stu. 70%. Ryan. 30%. Ryan, you do get this one. Nice. Yes. An estimated 10% of children. Got okay. it. But it's so, still crazy high for children. Right. It's very high. So this is very interesting. Based on the things I was read, and if any of our listeners are better versed in this than me, please let me know. Um, what I was reading basically said that the Spanish influenza disproportionately effect- affected those between 
uh, 20 and 40 years old, which is not how most diseases wow. work. Wow, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. And so one is also heavily attributed to the war, but also sure. in other places where there wasn't currently warfare happening. Um, so it's, it's just very interesting at, at the amount of people that were young and healthy that got struck down. So very interesting. Um, and it's very interesting to say, for example, read the older court cases, which basically say that epidemics are foreseeable, which is not how we think of things now. But 100 years ago, that's how, that was the mindset. I have an extremely <laughs> difficult well, round. Yeah, Probably well, the hardest if, round I've ever come up with. Uh, it's a repeat of one of our first rounds we ever did. It is Disney After Dark. <gasps> oh, God. Where uh, I take a Disney or Pixar movie or one of those things, and based on the IMDb user-submitted warning tags, uh, I give you a couple disclaimers about some of the uh, uh, craziness, the After Dark some of uh, the warnings on these lovable Disney movies with the character names redacted and I need the movie. So I have two clues for each uh, if it comes to it. So question number one character is strapped into a chair and a scream extraction machine approaches Stew. her face. Stew. Monsters Inc. This is Monsters Inc. Uh, character strapped into a chair with a stream, scream extraction machine approaches her face while she screams and wriggles. Also, uh, characters prepare to go scaring. They put on their sharp teeth, test their claws, growl, put on more eyes, and then go through the doors, and we hear children screaming. That would be Monsters, Inc. Uh, two points to stew there. Question number two. While preparing for her matchmaker, one of the women... Stu. Oh, my God. Rachel, I know this one. It's Mulan. Yes, it is. No other Disney movie has matchmaker in it. (laughs) One of the women strips character naked behind a screen, dumps her into a tub with soapy water. Character then appears in silhouette behind the screen, and then everything below her neck is concealed beneath soap suds. Second clue is, while introducing herself at the training camp, character takes her friend's advice and slaps character on his backside because, (laughs) quote, men like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question, uh, two points is two there. Question number three, the character says, holy shipwreck, a pause to make it sound like he was going to say the S word. Uh, character says, holy shipwreck. A pause to make it sound like he was going to say the S word. Clue number two. Some of the violence is slapstick as the characters try to kill a spider and end up falling down the stairs. And then one hits the other in the face with a fly swatter as she misses the spider. Stew? Stew. Is this the rescuers? Not the rescuers. Rachel? Rachel. Is this Alice in Wonderland? Not Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Rachel or Stu have a second guess. I'll go through them. The character says, holy shipwreck. A pause to make it sound like he was going to say the S word. Some of the violence slapstick as the characters try to kill a spider and end up falling down the stairs. And then one hits the other in the face with a fly swatter as she misses oh. the spider. Rachel? Rachel. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Not honey, I shrunk the kids. Stu? Stu. Is this Treasure Planet? Not Treasure Planet. 
This one's, a, this one's tough, probably the toughest one of the round. One that may not seem like it's Disney, but it is Disney production. Uh, this is James and the Giant Peach. Oh my gosh. Okay. I haven't seen that in forever. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, zero points there. All right, question number four. Creepy music plays whenever man is coming closer. Though we never see man, it's implied in a frightening way that may be scary to children. Later on, when characters are all grown up, they each become Twitterpated, in which they each experience intense feelings and attraction to the opposite gender of their species. Character thumps uncontrollably when he's approached. Oh. Rachel. Rachel. This is Bambi. Yes, it is Bambi. Nice job. You can call me Flower if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, when characters are all grown up, they each become Twitterpated, in which each experiences intense feelings and attraction to the opposite gender in their species. Character thumps uncontrollably when he is approached and touched by a female rabbit. Bambi. Uh, two points to Rachel there. Question number five. A pig is threatened to be killed if a character does not cooperate. A pig is threatened to be killed if a character does not Rachel? cooperate. Oh, oh, oh. Rachel. Moana? Not Moana. Stu. Stu. Black Cauldron. Yes, it is. Oh, God. I didn't. I always, I'm always scared to bring Black Cauldron out because people forget about it. I know. Oh, my gosh. Second clue is one of the witches tries to seduce character by prowling on top of him. After a character is turned into a frog, there's a rather comical moment where he gets stuck in the buxom witch's cleavage. <laughs> God. Okay, two points to stew there. Question number six, last question of the game. One character to kill other character and bring back her heart inside a box as proof. Oh. Stew. Thick uh stew. Snow White. <laughs> Snow White. I think we may have found you round. Disney is uh the, it's like one of my specialties, <laughs> I guess. I think that's uh, wonderful. One character yes. is set to kill the main character and bring back her heart inside a box as proof. Uh, the character sneaks up with a menacing look on his face and his dagger drawn. However, he decides to spare her and lets her run away. And second clue would be at the ending, character wakes up and kisses all the characters goodbye, and she says a final goodbye to all the characters, uh, these being dwarves, to all the characters and animals, and walks away with her prince to their castle. This would be Snow White. Wasn't uh, it one of the questions on the show of what, uh, which of the seven dwarves does not have a beard? Oh, it's Doc, isn't it? No. No? No, it's the no. one with the big it's, ears. Uh, it's the one bald one with the big ears. Uh, it's dopey. dopey. It's dopey. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's fun fun bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, but uh, I probably. I mean, Disney is certainly a common occurrence. I love Disney. Uh, Except nice for the job. new Frozen movie. <laughs> That's yeah. a sadness and a pain in our existence and doesn't need to ever be mentioned. Wow. Continue. Wow. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh <laughs> We watched it, and after about the third waypoint, after two-thirds waypoint, at the end of the movie, uh, I just kept asking Rachel, what's the plot of this movie? I've also probably seen I, this so many times because my kids I, love it. Does it have the same children's allure to the songs and everything? Because oh, yes. I didn't think the songs were nearly as good. 
it's not as good, but they still like they're, market they're, the heck out of it. So that way it's the same. Nice job, everybody. That is the end of the game. That's okay. well, they're cleaned up on the uh, he knows his Disney and he knows his pandemics. Don't fight him on those. <laughs> no, I guess so. In all fairness, I did like I think it was like two days ago. I looked at a chart of like all the global pandemics that had happened and like their death totals and everything. And it had a lot of statistics on it. And I remember reading the whole thing. And so that's probably where I got that knowledge from. You might have actually got it. it from the same chart as I did. Was it like <laughs> these big spiky balls that are meant to represent the virus and like their scale of like how impactful it was? That was one of them that I looked at. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I looked at all of that. <laughs> how you do it. It's how you be a winner. Uh, nice job, Stu. Big win there. Crushing Thanks. the Disney round. Uh, that is the end of the game, and we can move on to picks, where each episode, a couple of us give a game, a movie experience, or something cool like that we recommend. And Rachel, today yeah. you have a pick. I have a Netflix show. It is called Blown Away. It is a reality competition show about glass blowing. Ooh. It's really cool. There's only one season on Netflix, although my Google searches say that there is a second season in the works. I'm not sure a date of release on that one. But um, it's really, really cool. Some just great, interesting artists from all over the country are coming in to compete for a pl- for money and a place at a very prestigious uh, glass mo- blowing museum known as the Corning Museum. Also, visit all your museums and stuff when they open up again because this is going to hurt them very hard. Um, yep. so yeah, it's very interesting, very beautiful. It's all about creating art, which is really cool. Lots of the technical stuff that goes into this. Uh, very interesting. I, uh, it's, it's what I watch when I can't get my fix of Great British Baking Show. I've seen you watch a couple of these. These are cool. I mean, it is beautiful art. Like the glass is really, really pretty and they do everything from like tra- sort of traditional blown glass, where it's just very pretty sculptures and, you know, waving pieces and whatever i don't know the terminology at all but also like i can't remember you have to pull a couple up but like they do some like crazy ones where you have to like make a whole like installation based on like a really crazy theme oh yeah like you learn all sorts of crazy things like that the beautiful glass blown flowers are like a beginner's project in glass blowing and so they're like flowers or (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay but like they do kind of like insane things or how hard it is like, you can't tell, like, when it's heated up, it all heats up bright red, like, glowing like magma hot. So you can't tell whether the color is going to be right until it cools down and you can no longer shape it. Like, That's awesome. And they have they to... they still make... Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's really cool. And then they get, like, two helpers to do it because you can't do it alone. That's also another thing. Like, it's an art thing you can't do on your own. Hmm. It, it, it's That's really, cool. really cool. That would be a really cool thing to learn how to do, but how on earth do you like start learning how to blow glass? Like there's, there's like, classes. Th- I mean, th- there's classes. There's like there's studios. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I think there's actually a couple of studios out by me. Uh, there's oh, cool. like a there's a glass. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's over in Aurora. It's the same thing as like blacksmithing though, where it's like, well, how do you even get started? But apparently, there's just like random scattered shops for it. Yeah, you just gotta hunt them down. I've I've heard that you can like rent space in some of these big places yeah. because yeah. like these like the the tools required for this particular kind of art are insane. Very expensive oven, and the materials are also very expensive. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. And That's you cool. will mess up a lot. 
Yeah. You probably have a lot of abstract art that looks like a giant squabble of random glass. A beautiful paperweight. But uh, that is uh, Blown Away. It is on Netflix. It is pretty cool. It is worth seeing just for like the art installation part of it. That's it for us. If you have a pick of your own, uh, send it our way. uh, Anything that you've been checking out lately and send it to us uh, either on Twitter or on Instagram at things that are wrong or to the email things that are wrong at gmail.com or at things that are wrong.com. That's our website. All the past episodes, show notes, everything else, uh, including all of the picks uh, that we've ever done, which started from episode 10. Uh, are all on the website, all categorized. Uh, check all those out. Uh, the next episode will come out around mid-May, around the 15th, so stay tuned for that. Congrats to Stu on a big win. Yes, congratulations. Thanks, breaking the street. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.